106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. These cuts are blood money. People will die. Let's be very clear. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy with American lives. People need kidneys, it's sad but decreed, yet the senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye, unless of course you just want people to die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear, over 30,000 people are dying each year. This modest change I propose must be applied, unless of course you just want people to die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons, black people, white people, Native Americans. We need to ban alcohol, it can't be denied, unless of course you just want People to die. Murders are bad. They have no defenders. Yet many are committed by repeat offenders. I say lifetime in prison. Whatever the crime. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. I don't have a bill or a groan to detail. I just need a short clip for my donor email. Tim, there's blood on your hands. You want people to die. That good? Cool. Tim, dinner at five? Yeah. The car deaths I mentioned are terrible stuff. Doesn't seem one seatbelt is ever enough. You must vote for my act so that fewer will cry. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. The carbs, the container, we cannot ignore. Whipped cream's killing more people than ever before. This bill would be passed and be ratified if those people that didn't want people to die. Why not weigh all the costs, the effects, the results? Empathize with each other as if we were adults. Use our brains to craft arguments, not vilify. See that freedom's a traitor. You want people to die! I tried. Crossing the street is incredibly tough. People look left and right, but rarely look up. Mr. President, just a very straightforward, honest question here. What do you say to the Americans who accuse you of being a terrible person? Mr. President, I have it on good authority that the reason why Dr. Fauci isn't here is because you and Vice President Pence threw him in a dungeon with cro crocodiles and alligators? Is there, is there any truth to that? Do you ever worry, Mr. President, that you're acting too much like a fascist dictator? Why aren't you acting more like a fascist dictator? I wanted to know why you physically poured fish tank cleaner down the throats of the Arizona couple and if you'll be facing charges for that. Do you care that people are starving right now? Why haven't you shut down the grocery stores? Your silence on the two tigers that have contracted COVID-19 is deafening and I don't even have a question. I just wanted to let you know. Thank you so much. Why do you keep bringing up hydroxychloroquine when there is a point zero 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 seven percent chance that someone could have an adverse reaction? I mean, like, why risk that? President Trump, as you know, there is a lot going on in the world right now, like a lot of death, a lot of sadness, a lot of chaos and confusion, which just leads me to the most important question, which is why are you so mean to the media? Yes, why don't you shake hands with people? Don't you think it's kind of kind of rude? I'm just wondering why you're not wearing a full hazmat suit and what kind of example you think that sets for the American people. Uh, so China has dealt with this just absolutely amazingly. I mean, they shut people inside their homes to the point to where some of the people died just to stop this virus. And I'm just wondering like why that's not on the table here. Do you 
not care. Is there a reason why you're not hand making these ventilators yourself? Yes, thanks. So I'm just looking for rough timeline of when you think we could probably get back to reporting on the real news, which is the war on journalism. One more very straightforward, like totally objective, looking for the truth, no ulterior motives behind this. What is your defense to the people? I, I don't know who, but the people who say that you're an idiot. Good day to you. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is our 56th episode, and I think we've dated this <clears throat> Friday, April 24th. <clears throat> we used to date them on the Saturday, but uh, I maybe have got that off. I don't think it makes any difference. It's usually showing up. I think you're used to sh seeing it on Saturday, but maybe it's popping up later Friday night. But we'll just call this April, uh, April 24 and uh, episode 56. So thanks for listening. Uh, 56 means we've been here 56 weeks because we're doing one a week. And usually they show up on Saturday morning but or midnight or in the middle of the night, Friday night. But however, uh, you can get them whenever you want them. You can get them at uh, nohostagesradio.com, which is our website that contains all the episodes and all the articles I write for Territorial Dispatch. Uh, so if you're not from the Northern California area or the counties where they're distributed in the hard copies of the dispatch, and you're interested in my articles, you can get them off the website or you can go to the Territorial Dispatch website and just add com.com territorialdispatch.com it's uh, produced uh, here in the valley at the yuba county sutter county area and distributed in four or five counties uh, around that area so um you can uh, i i you know i'm sure you uh, obviously if you're listening you figured out how to get here <clears throat> and but for those that maybe uh, are listening for the first time there's some options so you can go to your podcast resource, wherever you get podcasts, and just put in No Hostages Radio. Or if you stumble across our website, for instance, in the Territorial Dispatch, at the bottom of each article, there's a reference to our website. So however you got, got here, that's great. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at uh, an email. The email is lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. No, Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com. You can call me or text me at 530-713-1838. I'm just assuming I'm talking to all kinds of people in the United States and not overseas, although a few people in other countries know what I'm up to. And that phone, you'll have to add a few numbers to that if you want to get me. So 530-713-1838. Um, so I did get a, an email this week, and the last week, I think, I was talking about how people have come up, you know, 
At first, you know, with this COVID-19 or what began being called correctly, the Wuhan flu and the World Health Organization didn't uh, is trying to protect the Chinese. So they didn't want it to be described as where it was created, which is which is in a lab in Wuhan, China. If you've never been there, I have. Uh, We smuggled Bibles in there many years ago. And it's a major city. Uh, there's a lot of really big, big cities. And uh, Wuhan, I didn't know, was a major scientific research city for the communists. And uh, a lot of Americans go back and forth to Wuhan and are paid. In fact, uh, a friend of mine's son was offered a lot of money to go over there and set up a lab, be paid very well. He's a, a researcher, cancer researcher, HIV researcher, Ebola researcher. So um, anyway, I was talking about this uh, Wuhan flu, coronavirus, Kung flu, whatever you want to call it, COVID-19, because the way it began to be portrayed, it was this vicious killer, uh, highly contagious. You could just walk down the street, walk by someone, get it, totally... uh, irresponsibly released public relations wise to scare the hell out of the American people. And it did a really great job. That's what originally got me alerted to the fact that something was wrong with this picture. Before I go much farther, I want to just say that, that uh, when I was discussing last week, that in reaction to the fallacious and criminal uh, approach to shutting down the American economy, shutting down the hospitals, and really destroying everything that had been done well in the last three years under President Trump, which is another suspicion. Uh, There's been a lot of people, medical people, very smart medical people. Not every medical person is smart. They have a certain level of smarts, but some are much smarter than others. And not every intelligent person Um, in the government is someone you should listen to because some of them are corrupt. They're criminal. They have ulterior motives. They have an agenda. So many, uh, so there were many immunologists and doctors uh, of various flavors that came on and started suggesting, listen, just beef up your immune system. Make sure your immune system is healthy. Take A, D, and C vitamins take some zinc, and uh, drink a little water uh, with quinine in it or get some quinine. Remember the, uh, when I, this is another clue. When President Trump began to discuss hydroxychloroquine as a possible uh, help to stopping uh, the, uh, the bug once it got in your system, uh, Fauci, Tony Fauci, began to throw a bunch of uh, nails under the tires and as if this was an experimental drug. And, of course, whatever Fauci says, whatever the liberals say, whatever Bill Gates says, the media jumps on it because it is all fake news. Many of my friends, Christian friends even, have totally lost their minds. And uh, we'll see whether they have the credibility to apologize down the road to many people that they've trashed uh, on Facebook and such, such, 
But when they when Fauci began to say about a drug that had been like, for instance, when I went to uh, India and I went to Uganda, both places, they said, oh, you need to, you know, the local health department said you need to take uh, malaria medicine. You need to get a yellow fever shot. You need to get this. You need to get that. I got all these shots. And so the whole time I, I went there, I felt kind of like I was under the weather. I felt kind of sickly. And I realized later it was the uh, the malaria medicine I was taking. So I quit taking malaria medicine when I went to these foreign countries. And if I got malaria, then I'd just treat it with whatever the strain it was. I'd treat it with the proper drugs. So anyway, one of the uh, – a couple of these different doctors says, listen, just drink some uh, – what he said was drink tonic water. And what I said last week, which I got an uh, email on – I. I couldn't remember the term tonic water because I I don't drink I don't drink I drink water I drink uh, I don't drink adult beverages and I don't drink cocktails and you know so uh, although I've drank I've drank uh, tonic water on planes before because I knew it had quinine in it and I was headed into Asia and I didn't want to take malaria medicine but if you drink that it has a it's good for you so anyway they said so anyway on the radio or on the podcast I said. Uh, I was stumbling around. I had a brain freeze, and I said, "Drink, get some seltzer water. It has quinine in it." So anyway, Howard Bush from up in the Browns Valley area in Yuba County wrote me. He said, "Longtime listener, thanks to John Missler. Usually, I think you're right on, right on. But recent podcast subject on Corona, helpful hints was off. Seltzer or soda water does not contain contain quinine water. Quinine is an ingredient of tonic water, and does." And so it has quinine, which has been used for many years to help muscle cramping and many other simple illnesses. Now, obviously, Howard Bush knows this, but I just have been learning about it. Now, I knew it was a factor in helping with malaria, but the doctors were saying uh, that I was seeing on on these different YouTube clips or on Facebook, they were talking about quinine uh, having an impact on things like cramps and other simple illnesses. So you can get it in tonic water. And uh, so there's that. That's a correction. Tonic water. Get tonic water. The other thing he said that I found interesting that I did not know, he says you may also find interesting as to when and where did the nine-tenth cent on a gallon of fuel come from. I thought, man, there's so many cents tagged on to fuel. In fact, I, when I was coming off the bridge tonight, coming home from a prayer meeting, uh, I noticed how the gas is still dropping, right? They're trying to get rid of all this gasoline because people are held up in their homes, so they can't go buy gasoline and go driving around much. And I wondered, gee, I wonder how much it's down some places under two, under a dollar a gallon in the United States, but here it's like getting close to, I think it's under two fifty a gallon. And I wonder how much of that left is all going to the, to the government. So Howard says this nine-tenth cent. Now, this is typical, and his point is this is so typical of government. He said, added as a part of the State Federal Tax Revenue Act of 1932, that was to expire in 1934, but like all other government taxes, once enacted, it never goes away. And it has just become an accepted way of life today. You know why that's happened, folks? Because you 
and I have not paid attention. And the founding fathers warned us that this government would not function if two things happened. One, if we lost our love for Jesus, that this republic would only work if it was run by virtuous people. You don't need everyone to be virtuous, but you have to have a certain tipping point or influence group that carries the day. So he said, if you ever, if the people decline to be virtuous, like they start becoming alcoholics and they're anti-God or they believe in evolution or they're perverts or, 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 or they're criminals this republic will cease to exist and another form of government will take over. So uh, that was that was one of the key figures or key concepts that the, the founding fathers uh, believed would, would destroy this government. The second one is people to not be involved. This government is not designed for people to just Leave it up to somebody to run the government. Leave it up to Joe. Leave it up to Susie. It does not work that way. And, and and so when people stand up and say, you know something, you said you were going to cause this to expire in 1934, so I'm just reminding you to do that, or I'm going to come down there and kick your rear end, right? We're going to come down there and burn the house down. Stop this tax in 1934, right? But they didn't do it. And we haven't done it, right? We haven't done it either. We just get busy and we think we got other more important things to do. What's happened is now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple uh things to look at. Now, if you're not gonna research things, now this is many of my friends that think they're smart are stupid. And they are not willing to do the research. Their research is to listen to uh the Clinton News Network or MSNBC or all these mainstream media. And I'm telling you, they are propaganda channels. There is nothing on there worth listening to. Not one single thing. They should just throw the TV right out the window and just go without and just look stuff up on the Internet and uh, from good sources. So they are a part of the problem. The media is trying to get this country turned over to China. You say, Lou, you're out of your mind. No, I'm just out of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. I'm out of your mind. You just don't understand what's going on. You've been duped. You're ignorant. Uh, you don't even know what the Constitution says, nor do you even want to follow the Constitution. And that includes the leaders of our community. The leaders of our community, are the supervising city council, are so screwed up in their head. They think that they got to take orders like from, from Gavin Newsom. Governor Lardhair, like he's their boss. The first thing the county supervisors and city councils need to do is just tell him to go screw himself. And if he wants to cut off money up here, that's fine. We'll live. I would rather live free and be self have self-determination than take money from Gavin Newsom or from the federal government for that means If they want to cut off all welfare. I would just make my day. If they would, if we say, listen, we want total freedom from you people. We want to run our own county, but and and you want to cut you want to cut these uh, 
resources off, fine, cut them off. Cut them off. Cut the schooling off. You know something? Uh, what we're learning right now, the schooling, most of what is taught in our public edu- education system is intellectual crap. They're lies. They're not even, uh, it's not even just poor teaching. Poor teaching would be one thing if they could just read the book without the teacher. But it's just complete lies. And uh, it's distortion, and I'm going to cover some of that today. Um, so what's going on is that we need to tell the, in fact, I wrote an article. It's in the Territorial Dispatch today. Um, you can get a copy at some retail outlets, but if you can't get the retail outlets open where you normally get it, you can just look it up on TerritorialDispatch.com. The front page says, set us free or step aside. And uh, the the what we don't need are supervisors and city council that are just going to cowtown to, to uh, state government. The state government, the people of Eubin Sutter counties in Northern California, we shouldn't even we shouldn't even be going to get a permit for a gun. Screw all these permits. There's nothing in the Constitution said we should not have to do that. We should, you know, we just had a protest Monday at the state capitol. We had a gridlock protest to open the state up. And um, the sad thing is that then Newsom came on and said, we're not going to allow any more protests about this virus at the state capitol. Now, that's against the law. And the other thing that's against the law, we shouldn't have to get a permit to assemble. You shouldn't have to get a permit to shoot, a, to have your own gun. And you shouldn't have to go get a permit from the government to assemble. There, that's contrary to the Constitution. Now, if you don't want to live by the Constitution, I get it, right? If you just want people to make up rules as they go along, like Gavin Newsom, he was mayor of, of, uh, mayor of San Francisco, and he decided, all, he decided that he didn't have to follow the law. And the law says that a marriage, that you could not marry a man to a man or a woman to a woman. That you could marry, you were authorized to marry a man to a woman. He decided, as mayor, because he thought he was bigger than the law, the Constitution, he decided, I'm going to marry men to men, women to women. And he did. Broke the law. Has no regard to the law. He decided... I don't want, uh, I'm not going to cooperate with the President of the United States because we act, this state actually shares responsibility. We have a border with a foreign country, like a lot of the in, inside states don't. That's not an issue. But Gavin Newsom says, I, I'm gonna, I am not going to prosecute or go after or arrest or hold on to illegal alien criminals. Now, it's a crime just to cross into the United States without proper visa. Then you, if you do another crime, that's another crime. Just coming in the country without a visa, just like I sent my passport off yesterday to get a visa to go to Vietnam. That's going to give me legal access into that country. If, In fact, I can't even get on a plane in San Francisco. When I go up to get my ticket after I've already paid for it, I want to get my boarding pass. They will not issue that without a without a visa for Vietnam in my passport because they know it's illegal to go into that country, right? So Gavin Newsom violated the law and said, listen, I'm going to protect people that are coming into this country illegally. Now, who do you think he's taking orders from? He's taking orders from people like China, 
from people like Obama, the liberal, the liberals in this country that are lawless. And so he broke the law there. He broke the law when he, he doesn't want to cooperate with ICE on criminals. He broke the law when he took road funds that we had a special tax that, that the majority of the people in the state of California voted to tax themselves just once again to finally get the roads repaired, although there was plenty of money in the budget before the tax. He turned around and took a lot of that money and and spent it on trains. We didn't want it on trains. The majority of people in the United States, most people in the United States drive cars to get places because they're, they're, trains are impractical. Buses are impractical in the United States of America in most places. Then he took, uh, he, he withheld money. He threatened to withhold money if we didn't have enough low-income housing in our community. Gavin Newsom is a liar. He's adulterer. He's a cheat, and he can't be trusted. And there's no reason why local authorities, if they feel that the local authorities, this is what the supervisors and city councils need to, need to sit down and pray through on. Did you or did you not? swear an oath to defend the Constitution from both from enemies, both foreign and domestic. Gavin Newsom, there's a move in this country to overthrow this country. Gavin Newsom is an enemy to the state of California. He's an enemy to the Constitution. The supervisors have a responsibility to me, who who voted, who, who I'm, I'm a citizen who paid taxes. The city council has a responsibility to me to defend the Constitution. Screw all these people. I don't care whether it's Newsom or Johnny Jones or Susie Q or whoever's in that job. If they violate the Constitution, we do not have any obligation to follow them. That's it. It's over. Just said we're not doing that. And there's very sheriffs around the United States that are taking that stand. Uh, Sheriffs and city and, and government officials as well. I'm at the end of my first segment. We're going to do six of these segments and uh, we'll be right back and uh, don't go away. Take a minute and let's go over them again. First, you must not leave the house for any reason, unless of course you have a reason and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open and all stores must close unless of course they need to stay open. This virus is deadly, but don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless, of course, you are too sick to go there. This virus has no effect on children except for those children in which it affects. The virus remains active on different surfaces for two hours or four hours or six hours but in most cases it's days and not hours and it needs a damp environment or a cold environment that is warm and dry in the air unless the air is plastic 
Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. If you are at home, you can school your children using various portals and online classrooms unless you have poor internet, more than one child, only one computer, or you are working from home. Baking cakes can be considered math, science, or art. If you are home educating, you can include household chores within their education curriculum. And if you are home educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. every day. If you are not home educating children, you may also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus but you still need to wear one because it can save lives. And in some cases it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. I don't know how many more celebrities we need to have tell you how important it is to go outside and take care of your mental health. There is no shortage of groceries in the supermarket. There are simply many things missing. You don't need to go buy a bunch of toilet paper, but you should buy some in case you need it. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better, but those in your household, they cannot go out once you are better, unless, of course, they need to go out. Animals are not affected by the virus, except for that cat that tested positive in Belgium in February, plus a couple tigers. The number of corona-related deaths will be announced daily, but we don't know how many people are infected because we were only testing those who are almost dead to determine if that's what they will die of. The people who die of corona who are not counted won't or will be counted, but maybe not. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper or a fence panel. It's important to get fresh air, but don't go to parks, but do go walk in other places. Just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant. But if you do sit down, don't sit for too long unless you are old and you are pregnant, in which case you need to sit down. But if you do sit down, don't eat unless you've had a long walk, which you are allowed to do if you are old or pregnant, except for times in which you aren't. And finally, no businesses will go down due to coronavirus, except those businesses that go down due to COVID-19. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time. Please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Thank you. On this week's edition of Storytime with Joe Biden, we have Joe with a riveting story about, well, you know, the thing. Kinds of things that that have to be done. Um, you know, there's a uh, during World War Two, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing uh, that, uh, you know, was totally different than a then the, the it's called he called it the you know the World War Two he had the world the the War Production Board. If Sanjay Gupta's face doesn't say what we are all thinking, I don't know what does. He's like, holy crap, this is the best the Democrats have. Well, shit. Joe cannot string a single solitary sentence together, even while looking at his notes, which you're not supposed to do, by the way. He still can't get it right. But that wasn't the only time this week that Joe Biden didn't know where he was or who he was talking to or if he had just pooped his pants. Here's another story with Joe Biden. I'd tell you what it was about, but I have no idea. We got to. It's just. Yeah. But you got to. I mean, the, the, we got to reassure. Look. My my message to everybody I talk to. Uh, I didn't quite catch that. Can we see that one more time? Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want 
came to do you so much you could do anything. Oh, see, now that much more succinct. You know, all the Bernie bros at this particular moment are like, our guy had a freaking heart attack only months ago and he still was 10 times better than this. He at least knew where he was at any given point in time. He could at least handle the task of like formulating basic sentences. <laughs> Look, I know the guy really corrupt, really creepy, like sniffing every woman's hair and rubbing up on young girls, but really, does anyone love this man enough to send him home? You got his wife sitting there encouraging elder abuse with every single interview that she goes on where she acts as his caretaker. Yes, honey, yes, if you finish this sentence, you will get ice cream for dinner tonight. But I don't know. You would think that the crack addict son who made millions off of his daddy's career, I don't know, might feel the need to repay his own father by like making sure that he gets off the public stage and is able to live out his golden years in a dignified manner without being humiliated on national television every day. Ugh, crack addicts. So unreliable. Look, all I know, if this man makes it to the debates, and that is a big if, it is not going to be pretty for him. So if anyone loves Joe Biden enough, send him home already. Well, I was born in a small town And I live in a small town All right. So one of the common refrains you hear from government officials is, oh, we can't. We they wrote a, a little sissy letter. The Sutter County supervisor did to Gavin Newsom. Begging him to let him open up. <clears throat> you know what the answer is going to be. He just told they should have told him just go screw himself. Uh, that we opened up yesterday and hope it all works out for him in the rest of the state. Uh, the problem is supervisor said we can't. The actual verb is we won't. Not can't, won't. Not can't, won't. They don't. If you, if you x-ray a supervisor and if you could see morals and if you could see backbone on a PET scanner MRI, I'm talking about a spiritual or an integrity backbone, not a bone backbone. You wouldn't find either on any of them, not not either on any side of the river, as we say up here in Yuba, Sutter counties. We got a river separate in two counties. Now, I don't know how it's working out up there in Washington or over there in Idaho uh, or Arizona, Texas, some of these places, Florida that listen to me. But I'm telling you that the pressure needs to be put on at the local level. If you can't fight and win at your local level, you're screwed at the federal level. That's just the way it is. Now, I want to give you, uh, I want to, there's lots of great information that's being circulated by people that know what's going on. There are either YouTube clips uh, there's a variety, there's a variety of clips and Facebook has taken them down as fast as they can. In fact, Facebook is committed to the overthrow of this country. In fact, Facebook, when Facebook is helping the Vietnamese communist censor anti-government speech in Vietnam, 
which that's there's articles all over about it now, but I already knew about it before the articles were written. When they're helping, when Google is helping doing face recognition and and uh, tracking of, of Chinese people, uh, they are not they are not uh, loyal to Americans. They are not patriots. They may be local. They may have started here. They may have an office in San Francisco, one of their many offices. They are not loyal Americans. They they consider themselves global citizens, and they do not see see anything. Uh, they don't like anything about make America great, or see the uniqueness of the America movement. So there is a YouTube clip. It's about twenty eight, twenty nine minutes long. That is very powerful, and it will probably, if if you haven't done much research. You may want to take a pee before you watch it because it may cause you to just it, or or just release your bowels because it may cause you to just blow out. It's not conspiracy theory, folks. Uh, this is some gnarly stuff going down in our country. And uh, if you've just been looking at the surface of what the, the news says about Roger Stone and Flynn and all these people that got arrested and and the collusion and all that. This has all been an attempted bureaucratic coup by the swamp, and it's all baloney. It's serious, cost people their lives and their 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 finances or wealth, but there's been no truth to it. So this is on YouTube. Um, this is called. You can look it up and you can look at it. It's called Letter from Flynn. That's F L Y N N. Letter from Flynn, comma. Saving a nation that was already lost. Saving a nation that was already lost. And uh, it was put together by a podcast called Bards, B-A-R-D-S, of War. Bards of War. This tells from the beginning what's been going on in this country over the last 50, 60 years while we've been asleep. It is tragic. It will make you it, – it gave me the flu. I felt like I was sick to my stomach after listening to it. I was angry. I'm still angry. And I want to go to war. I just want to go to war with these people. I am so sick of them. The other thing, so though that's Letter from Flynn, Saving a Nation That Was Already Lost. Letter from Flynn, Saving a Nation That Was Already Lost by Bards of War. Should be on YouTube. That's where I watched it. It was. It was, a link was sent to me, and I watched it. Now, here's the other deal. Now, George Norrie, the other night, was interviewing two people, Judy Mikovits and Kent Heckenlively. And together, uh, they wrote a book called The Plague or Plague of Corruption. It just came out this week. Plague of Corruption. You can get it on all the major uh, book outlets online plague of corruption can't uh, if you pull it up uh, you don't even need their names their names are oddly spelled mikovitz and hecken lively anyway they're two uh interesting people i don't know i think kent hecken lively his training is in law judy mikovitz has been a medical or a science researcher in the immuni- immunology area for her entire adult life uh she's a doctor 
uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Uh, anyway, they wrote a book about the uh, the corruption of the Centers for Disease Control and the whole immunology uh, movement in the United States and the corruption of people like Tony Fauci and uh, Dr. Burks, B-I-R-X, Deborah Burks. So this is a write-up in Amazon.com. I just looked it up to, tonight before I came on the uh, on the podcast here. Said Dr. Judy Mikovits. In fact, I she did. I don't know whether George Nori on Coast to Coast has recordings of his his shows. It's about a fifty-four minute show. It's it's very interesting, and it's not wacko. It is not conspiracy theory. This is, she said, Mikevitz basically said on the show, she said, I will debate anybody about what I'm saying anywhere in the United States and they will lose because I have the emails, I have the evidence. In other words, she's done her homework and she's kept notes and journaled all these many years. She got in trouble with this community because she blew the whistle on something. I want to read you to the, uh, the notes on this book. Says Dr. Judy Mikovits is a modern day Rosalind Franklin, a brilliant researcher shaking up the old boys club of science with her groundbreaking discoveries. And like many women who have trespassed into the world of men, she uncovered decades old secrets that many would prefer to stay buried. From her doctoral thesis, which changed the treatment of HIV AIDS, saving the lives of millions of people, including basketball great Magic Johnson to her spectacular discovery of a new family of human retroviruses. And her latest research which points to a new golden age of health. Dr. Mikovits has always been on the leading edge of science with the brilliant. Uh, well, let me just pause there. If you look up a, um, if you, I think if you could find it, I think you could find this clip. It's another I think it's probably about a half-hour clip. Maybe it's a little longer. It's put out by Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times, Epoch Times. And it's about the source of the Wuhan flu or the source of the coronavirus. It's They did research. It's a wonderful, amazing documentary. And on that documentary, that's where I first met Judy Mikovits because she gets interviewed there a number of times throughout the film. And uh, she is one of their immunology experts. So then when George Norrie had her on the other night, I just turned on the radio and or maybe somebody sent me the clip. And I thought, oh, that's the same lady I just listened to. So anyway, let me go ahead and read the rest of this so you can get a taste of what's going on here. With the brilliant wit one might expect if Aaron Brockovich had a doctorate in molecular biology Dr. Mikovits has been the best and worst of science. When she was part of the research community that turned HIV AIDS from a fatal disease into a manageable one, she saw science at its best. But when her investigations questioned whether the use of animals, I want you to pay attention to this. This is to the heart of the mad scientist Tony Fauci and Deborah Burks and all those people working with them. They're mad. And they actually broke the law and should go to jail. But I don't have time to do that today. 
But it says, but when her investigations questioned whether the use of animal tissue in medical research were unleashing devastating plagues of chronic diseases such as autism and chronic fatigue syndrome, she saw science at its worst. Worst. If her suspicions are correct, we are looking at a complete realignment of scientific practices, including how we study and treat human disease. Now, what happened on this Corona virus, as she explains, is they started to mix in HIV. They started to toy or play around with, or what I call Frankenstein science. And they started bringing the SARS virus and HIV, which is the Hume immunodeficiency virus, and they put it all together and they started to monkey around with stuff like that. The U.S. government said, we don't want you to do that. Tony Fauci then gave it to the Chinese and took millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars and funded it and said, basically flip the bird to the government. And because he'd been working there for decades, he got away with it. But he did it underhandedly, and it's eventually going to come out under Trump. So she said, if her it says here, if her suspicions are correct, we are looking at a complete realignment of scientific practices, including how we study and treat human disease. She says that we should shut down the entire corrupt uh, lab work research that's being done on vaccines that Bill Gates is so high on. It's Bill Gates, Microsoft Bill Gates, who said we should not open up the economy. It's an amazing statement until everyone in the, in the world is vaccinated. Is that the most crazy statement you've ever heard? This goes finally to say recounting her nearly four decades in science including her collaboration of more than 35 years with Dr. Frank Rossetti, one of the founders of the field of human retrovirology. This is the behind-scenes look at the issues and egos which will determine the future health of humanity. Huge book. So uh, you can get it, and uh, it's out now. And I would listen. If you... If you're just going to go and just let the government screw you over, that's happened just recently, tell you when you can go to the store, you can't go to the park, you can go to the park and do this, but you can't do this, you, can, you can't go to work, you have to stand all this six feet apart, you, can't, you can buy food here, but you can't eat food there. You know something? It's just absolutely Nazi, idiotic, stupid, ridiculous, criminal. There isn't anything healthy, positive. It's ridiculous. And they got people eating up people, chewing up their neighbors, turning on their neighbors, just like in communist countries. They pulled it off overnight here. People wonder, oh, I don't think there's a one. Listen, there's already a one world government. You see what just happened? We had over 180 nations that had a total meltdown. Who do you think caused that? If you don't have the answer and you don't care, okay. They can jerk your chain anytime they want. Take your kids out of school, shut down the school, take your job away, take take your money away from you. You go out, they can arrest you. Create laws out of thin air. Gavin Newsom, just create a law out of thin air. 
what one guy, uh, one governor said that uh, they just weren't going to issue any. Li- they're going to issue marriage licenses, but they weren't going to issue any uh, gun licenses. Just he just made up law out of thin. He's just a dictator. These guys are just dictators. That's how Obama was a dictator. He had all those czars. You remember that? What happened where if if we were going to have a law or we're going to have a different policy that that we would argue it and it would go through the branches of government? What happened to that? Just totally ended, didn't it? And you went along with it. A, a lot of people, I've been going to church here. I wasn't raised in church. But I've been going to church for f- over 40 years, maybe 50 years. 99% of the church people just said, oh, you don't want us to have church? No problem. Just gave up the First Amendment. We can't assemble? Oh, we don't care about assembling. In fact, we'd rather just watch it on television. That's all church meant to them. Oh, yeah, we. Oh, now we can watch a lot of different services. This is actually better. They just gave up their First Amendment. It's amazing. People go, when you go in and get a permit for a gun, you gave up your Second Amendment. Oh, no, we didn't. We get to carry a gun. You had to go in and ask the dictator whether you can have a gun. It's crazy. When I was when I was a, a teenager here in Marysville, I could take I took the rod and gun course and got my permit uh, gun. You know, I got my uh, hunting license at 12 years of age. And the, the the rod and gun club just gave they just wanted to know that you knew how to handle a gun safely. So you got this little card that said you took their little course. But I didn't have to get a, a license to carry a gun. I got a hunting license to go go out and hunt. But I could carry a shotgun, loaded shotgun, which I didn't carry loaded, but I carried the shells for it right in my vest and walk right through town. Nobody even pull you over. What happened to those days? Oh, people got shot. No, they didn't. Nobody got shot. Nobody got hurt. Everything was fine. Just the government came in and took those rights away. Whatever rights you think you have, you don't have them unless you're willing to fight for them. My 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 church friends just, <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah, what's, you know, the Bible talks about the end of all things, right? Where where everybody's going to take the mark of the beast and do this and do that and all, all kinds of other things. It's happening right now. Bill Gates has a vaccine that will put something in your body that they can track you. Did you know that? Bill, they've been putting, they've been giving these young girls. I'm telling you, somebody needs to just shoot these people. I'm serious. They want to come to visit my door because I say it. I don't give a crap. Somebody needs to shoot these people because there's, here's what they want to do. Here's what they have done. Read my article. Uh, in, in the last territorial dispatch, I said, uh, I think the article was something like uh, any sh- a shot will do something about a shot will do. It's about Bill Gates. Bill Gates said he's going to give these girls a vaccine against this virus that could lead to cancer, the HPV virus. They put in the virus sterility drugs that would sterilize the young girls. Can you imagine that? Ruined ruined those girls. You should read the article. Anything a shot will fix or something like that. It's in the Territorial Dispatch. There's two articles in there. One of them is about a shot. Just go check it out in last week's Territorial. Bill Gates, these people, that's criminal. 
I, I wish one of their parents that run those Gates's uh, immunization people went out and just took a contract out on them and shot them. The guy's nuts. These guys are nuts. They're just not, oh, they just have a different perspective on life. They're just, you know, they're just a little more liberal. No, they're not. They're evil. This is evil. This is good and evil. It isn't like, oh, well, they're just Democrats or or independent. No, 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 no. These people have money. They have a fantastic amount of money. And they have, their only thing left for them is to do something really weird, which is control the world. I don't have these kind of thoughts, but they do. And there's a number of them involved in this. Fauci's one. Burks is one. Do you know, you ever thought to look up these people and see where they came from? I have. I did. I looked up Burks. I says, is she married? Who is she? Where did she come from? I looked at her. She's a highly educated woman. She's married to a guy who's an attorney who was the front man for the Clintons for eight. Would you, would you trust Burks if you knew that her husband loved the Clintons so much that he dedicated his life to make sure that everywhere they went, they were safe. They were comfortable. They, all their, all their arrangements were lined up for where they're going to eat, who they're going to meet, all the places they were going to speak, uh, where they're going to stay. Um, if they wanted to go shopping, all the security, Burks's husband did all that. That's not just a job you do because you're just a good person. You're dedicated to the Clintons. Now, when you're dedicated to two molesters, criminals, adulterers, just the most wicked people we, we have in our country, that's a twisted operation. Now, you may think she's a decent person standing up there. She's an old witch is what she is, Burks. And Fauci is a criminal. Fake Fauci. That's what he is. Fraud Fauci. The, the guy's, I, he's out there 79, 78 years of age. That guy is crooked as can be. And we are following in this county and in your county, wherever you are listening, you are following the dictates of these people that are trying to destroy the whole nation. They're trying to take Trump down. They may be appearing nice to him, but they're trying to take Trump down and everything. And they're coming on with all this BS, total BS. Well, you know, you need to wear your mask and you need to keep that. You just, well, we don't think you should. Well, we just need to, we need to give it a few more weeks. So we're, we could cause a big old spike. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. We're going to be right back. Uh, this is our second uh, clip. We're going to have four more. Hang with us. Come down off your throne and leave your body alone. Somebody must change. You are the reason I've been waiting so long. It was a dark day in Dallas, November 63. A day that will live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a right line Good day to be living and a good day to die He led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb He said, wait a minute, boys, you know who I am? Of course we do, we know who you are Then they blew off his head while he was still in the car 
Shut down like a dog in broad daylight Was a matter of timing and the timing was right You got unpaid debts We've come to collect We're gonna kill you with hatred Without any respect We'll mock you and shock you And we'll put it in your face We've already got someone here to take your place The day they blew out the brains of the king Thousands were watching, no one saw a thing It happened so quick and they're so quick by surprise Right there in front of everyone's eyes Greatest magic trick ever under the sun Perfectly executed, skillfully done Wolfman, oh wolfman, oh wolfman, how Rub-a-dub-dub, it's a murder most foul Hush, little children, you'll understand The Beatles are coming, they're gonna hold your hand Slide down the banister, go get your coat Ferry cross the mercy and go for the throat There's three bumps coming all dressed in rags Pick up the pieces and lower the flags I'm going to Woodstock, it's the Aquarian Age Then I'll go over to Altamont and sit near the stage Put your head out the window, let the good times roll There's a party going on behind the grassy knoll Stack up the bricks, pour the cement Don't say Dallas don't love you, Mr. President Put your foot in the tank and step on the gas Try to make it to the triple underpass Black-faced singer, white-faced clown Better not show your faces after the sun goes down I'm in the red-light district like a cop on the beach Living in a nightmare on Elm Street When you're down on New Bellum, put your money in your shoe. Don't ask what your country can do for you. Cash on the barrelhead, money to burn. Dealy Plaza, make a left hand turn. Going down to the crossroads, gonna fly a ride. The place where faith, hope, and charity died. Shoot him while he runs, boy. Shoot him while you can. See if you can shoot the invisible man. Goodbye, Charlie. Goodbye, Uncle Sam. Frankly, my scarlet, I don't give a damn What is the truth? Where did it go? 
Ask Oswald and Ruby Leonor. Shut your mouth, say the last old owl. Business is business, and it's a murder most found. They're selling postcards of the hanging. They're painting the passports brown. The beauty parlor is filled with sailors. The circus is in town. People with lots of pressure. People that have taken their lives. Fauci and Burks and and Gates and these people are responsible for people that have ended their lives. Overdosed, killed themselves. Uh, People are under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Most people are just a paycheck away from bankruptcy. These people intentionally destroyed this economy. Lou, are you saying that the that the the uh, coronavirus is a fake? I'm not. In fact, I've I I've been talking to medical people from the very beginning. It's, I never thought it was a fake from the beginning. People get sick of all kinds of stuff. My problem is nobody's paying attention to all the other things that are really serious. Just the other day, Doctor Doctor. Uh, you flunked Lou uh, said, well, you know, when we get done with this, then we're really going to fo- we're really going to focus on STDs and stuff. Well, thank you, Jesus. You know why they don't want to. I, I asked in one of my articles, why doesn't she give the statistics for the same amount of time that we're counting all the covid st- statistics for all the other losses of life? You know why? You know why you never thought about it? Because the numbers of other losses are going down because they're adding them to the COVID thing because they're trying to cover for themselves. In fact, I just saw where Fraud Fauci came out and said that it's working. The whole thing is working, and they are the heroes. Well, what did you think they were going to say? What did you think they were going to say? The fact is we didn't need to do any of this stuff. The doggone thing, that... When the truth comes out, this illness is, will have had been in the United States for a long time, and all kinds of people have had it. Just like when you, you know, we never named all, all these things. You think, oh, where's John? You go to the, you go to work, and you think, oh, where's John today? Oh, he's homesick. Nobody names it. What's he got? Oh, he's got a bad head cold, or he's got the flu, or he's got, oh, he's got bad body aches and got diarrhea. Nobody names it. A few days he comes back. Most of the time, unless he's really old, but most of the time if they're in work, they just come back. They were, after a few, oh, that was a butt kicker, or oh, that was a three-day gig, or a two-day gig, right? Young people get through stuff faster. They go right back to school. Lots of people have had this, didn't even have it, didn't even phase them. They just had a bump in the road, went back to school. Where's the surge? Where's the Pearl Harbor? Where's the Twin Towers Day? Bullshit. All bullshit. You go over to the hospital today, Adventist Health, it's vacant. It's dark in there. They laid off. There's articles in the paper. They're going broke. They laid off all their people. It's all a big fraud. It's a charade. 
They just, they just, it's all been a media hype. You know, when people say, oh, people didn't really go to the moon. They just all did that to make it look like they went to the moon. What happened here with this Wuhan flu is it was a perfect opportunity to make the nation a laboratory and tinker with people. You've been tinkered with. You've been punked. You've been screwed. You've been toyed with. You've been jacked around. You've been lied to. You've been defrauded. You wouldn't, You don't want to be cool. If about 5 million people would, would sue Tony Fauci and Bill Gates and Deborah Burks and the people that are behind this, just jack them up and sue them. It just disgusts me. Sean Davis said last week, Democrats are cheering economic devastation, rooting, rooting, hallelujah, destruction. The oil companies are collapsing. The car companies are, we're so happy we're going to get to take over again. What about those millions of people that lost their jobs, lost their lives, lost their houses, can't take care of their kids properly? They don't care about that. It's all numbers to the, just a number. Destruction of, they're rooting, they're rooting, they're celebrating for destruction of certain industries. Blocking and blocking small business relief bills because their politics requires decline, stagnation, and misery. You know, you know what the most encouraging thing to me to see at Trump rallies and in other events is all these black people that are saying, you know something? They get it. They said, we're, we're back to work. Or they were. This guy actually is helping us. This guy is actually bringing peace to our neighborhoods and business to our neighborhoods. And we can work. And we're not on welfare. We're not on food stamps. You know, how I can't even remember how many tens of millions of food stamp recipients. They're not, you're not taking them anymore. You know why? Many of them went to work, and a lot of them got off food stamps because they shouldn't have been on them. They were illegal aliens, ripping the country off. But all these blacks, they're for Trump. Why? Because he actually is, he said, what do you have to lose? Why don't you try, why don't you try me? What do you have to lose? What point was he making? You've been getting screwed by every Democrat, whether it's Clinton or Obama or whatever. They, they want you to stay on the plantation. I wanted to uh, – let's see if I can find that, find this. I noticed – well, let me just do this first. This is a – this really the state of the country, you know, somebody I was watching the other day talked about the the asked where where masculinity had gone. It's just like you ever notice how men have just become you wonder if they got any balls anymore. You, you want to just reach down there and do a feel and just say you got anything left down there. I mean, you look at Sutter County Board of Supervisors. We got I asked one of the board members that called me the other day, questioned my article. I said, 
kind of guy are you to allow, allow a molester to sit on the board with you and not do anything about it? Guy that feels up girls. You know, you know what the problem is? His daughter didn't get felt up. Maybe you'd shoot him if his daughter got molested by the guy. And then, and then you got other people that are, uh, basically they're self-serving. They just, they just serve on the board of supervisors to kick money to their friends or kick money to themselves, get a cheap loan. Dan cheap loan Flores cut it, cut himself a little fat hog there. This guy says, I talked to with a man today, an 80 year old man. I asked him if there was anything I could get him while, while this coronavirus scare was gripping America. He simply smiled and looked, looked the other way and said, let me tell you what I need. I need to believe at some point this country, my generation fought for. I need to believe this nation we handed safely to our children and their children. I need to know this nation or this generation will quit being a bunch of sissies. That they respect what they've been given, that they've earned what others sacrificed for. I wasn't sure whether the, the guy says, I wasn't sure whether the conversation was going to, where it was going to go or if it was going to go anywhere at all. So I sat there and quietly observed. The man went on, the old man. He says, you know, I was a little guy when World War II started. Those were really scary days. We didn't know if we were going to be speaking English, German, Japanese at the end of the war, depending on who won. There was no certainty, no guarantees like Americans enjoy today. And no, no home went without sacrifice or loss. Every house up and down the street had someone in harm's way. Maybe their dad was a soldier. Maybe their son was a sailor. Maybe it was an uncle. Sometimes it was a whole damn family. Fathers, sons, uncles, everybody was overseas. Having someone you love sent off to war, it wasn't less frightening than it is today. It was scary as hell. If anything, it was more frightening. We didn't have battlefront news reports. We didn't have email or cell phones. You sent them away and you hoped. You prayed. You may not hear from them for months, if ever. Sometimes a mother was getting her son's letters the same day dad was comforting her over the, the boy's death. And we sacrificed. You couldn't buy things. Everything was rationed. You're only allowed so much milk per month, only so much bread, toilet paper. Everything was restricted for the war effort. And what you weren't using, what you didn't need, things you threw away, they were saved and sorted for the war effort. My generation was the original recycling movement in America. And we had viruses back then, serious viruses, things like polio, measles, and such. It was nothing to walk to school and pass a house or two that was quarantined. We didn't shut our schools down. We didn't shut our cities down. We carried on without masks, without hand sanitizer. And you know what? We persevered. We overcame. We didn't attack our president. We came together. We rallied around the flag for the war, thick or thin. We were in it to win it. And we would lose more boys in an hour of combat 
than we lose in entire wars today. He slowly looked away again. Maybe I saw a small tear in the corner of his eye, this young guy says, and then he continued, the man, the old man. says, today's kids don't know sacrifice. They think sacrifice is having coverage on their cell phone, uh, not losing coverage on their cell phone while they freely drive across the country. Today's kids are selfish and spoiled. In my generation, we looked out for our elders. We helped out with single mothers whose husbands were either at war or dead from war. Today's kids rush to the store, buy everything they can. No concern for anyone but themselves. It's shameful the way Americans behave these days. None of them deserve the sacrifices their grandfathers made. So no, I don't need anything from you, he says to the young guy. I appreciate your offer, but I know I've been through much worse things than this virus. But maybe I should be asking you, what can I do to help you? Do you have enough pop, soda to get through this virus? Enough steak? Will you be able to survive with 113 channels on your TV? I smiled, the kid said, fighting back a tear of my own, now humbled by a man in his 80s. All I could do was thank him for the history lesson, leave my number for emergency and leave with my ego firmly tucked in my rear. You know, people, I don't know where this came from, but it just kind of ties the thing together. How pitiful, how totally pitiful American society has become. Our leaders in our counties just totally suck. They all swat each other on the back and glad hand each other and cheery say little cute things on facebook oh god bless you oh that's wonderful oh that's beautiful beautiful at all they don't come they don't show up in the showdown all they do is borrow more money send us more in debt tax us more tax us more waste more money give people ridiculous salaries that kings didn't used to get paid they they just simply suck We don't deserve this country, and we may lose it still. We don't deserve it, and we may lose it still. One of my Vietnamese young women that I helped in school asked me how it was going, how's it going, and I said, it's not going so good. The country is is falling totally to hell in a handbasket over here. She said, Lou, I'm sorry to hear that. We'll pray for you. This is a communist country that has been living under communism since 1975, feeling bad, and they they have nothing, feeling bad for spoiled Americans that whine on Facebook about their damn toilet paper. I wish they'd just wipe with their paper towel or with a, a rag. I'm so sick of people whining about petty stuff and government officials telling me a private citizen to sacrifice when they're making $200,000 a year and and I'm putting them up in the damn Hampton Inn over here. That's ridiculous. That's criminal. It's not just, oh, well, that's just the way. No, it's criminal. It's not cool. It's not like, oh, well, they deserve it. They don't deserve it. 
Dr. Lou does not deserve 259000 or whatever she gets, plus benefits, plus sitting her little rear in the Hampton Inn and getting on, putting her little mask on and getting off Facebook. That sucks. That just sucks. And having somebody come up to me and say, you cannot eat at an outside table, eat your food there. That's ridiculous. And I'll tell you where it's going to end up. It's going to end up with somebody getting killed. If this keeps up, somebody's going to start getting killed. I d- and I ain't going to, I'm going to feel bad about it at all. And it doesn't matter who it is. I'm sick of it. I'm just totally sick of it. Let me give you an, an idea of just a comparison. This is just a shot in time. So please don't correct me on my numbers. This is just a snapshot in time comparison that I asked Dr. Lou to do for our local deals. But she does, I'm sure, at $275,000 a year plus Hampton Inn plus benefits, the poor little girl can't come up with these figures to benefit the, the people that she serves. But she'll do a little three-minute talk to give us, oh, my God, we we have one more. We have one more sickness. Thank God we can add it onto the number. We we just need some more people to die here in Yuba Center so we can, like, justify jerking people around and ruining their livelihood, t- ruining their graduations, ruining their senior year in high school. And don't give me this crap that, oh, what what if they would have died People are dying every day around here. Nobody's going. I don't see any supervisor going on Facebook and say, well, we just want to share our condolences for the kid who got killed when his dad was drunk and ran off the road. Do you know, did you know, if you want to talk about kids dying, we have had some kids die and they didn't die of COVID. They died in car accidents. So if you want to really straighten out the world let's all turn in our cars and go back to riding horses or walking so let me give you give you some comparisons the coronavirus at this particular date and with all the 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 books cooking of corona deaths in other words if you if you get shot in the head and you have coronavirus, they're going to call it as a corona death. This is how corrupt and stupid. And do you even care? You're not doing one thing about it. You're not calling supervisors saying that is ridiculous. Fire that damn woman for doing that. Or the, or the, the, the state of California. Or I watch, I can't even watch these people. I watched Dr. Burks one day and she said that they were just going to count everything they could to COVID. I thought you're saying it's one thing to do that behind the scenes and cheat, but the, there's no deputy coroner I've ever worked with in 25 years of doing trauma intervention that would ever do anything like that. <laughs> That's like saying if you had a wart and you died of a heart attack that the wart caused it. It's so stupid and ridiculous. And you know what? It, it just it's so disrespectful to the general public. So totally disrespectful. I'm going to take a a break. We're halfway through here. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you comparisons of serious ailments. And these guys, these guys have been looking for another opportunity to take down Trump. And they picked this virus that was just a nothing burger. And they got all these people and all these. It gave purpose to all these supervisors, city council people run around in in these CAOs that make, make twice as much as they should. 
gave them a purpose for their living. We'll be right back. Despite what you hear from the Constitution experts on the TV, no president or governor or health department official has the authority to suspend the Constitution by ordering people not to congregate, or by closing businesses, or by falsely imprisoning people in their homes. The TV legal experts usually speak of balancing individual rights against government interests with words like compelling state interests and least restrictive means. But this is a false pretense. The Constitution doesn't contemplate any balancing. Unless a jury of your peers convicts you of a crime, your constitutional rights are absolute. And it's the governor's sworn duty to protect these rights, not to violate them. Is this what James Madison was referring to when he declared in Federalist 47, The accumulation of all powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary, in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. Well, as a teenager, I have regrettably observed that many modern Americans know almost nothing about the Constitution, or American history, or about the source and nature of law. It seems the culprits responsible for this shameful situation include at least the public schools, the managed media, career politicians, cowardly pastors, and a lazy citizenry. Now there is a virus, and there is a virus agenda, but they are not the same thing. My field of expertise is the Constitution, and I've already offered you my opinion that many actions of state governors are not lawful, and that no emergency or plea of necessity excuses a governor's violation of their state constitution. Of course, I am not a medical doctor, but many health professionals believe, and the CDC has admitted, that the original estimates of the virility and the lethality of COVID-19 were grossly overestimated and that despite the admitted inflating of COVID-19-related deaths by the CDC, this so-called pandemic is turning out to be less deadly than a normal flu season. So there's good news about the virus, but there's not so good news about the virus agenda. The question I have is, despite the flattening of the curve, lower hospital admissions, and a falling fatality rate, why are many governors ramping up their edicts and mandates when it seems they should be relaxing or rescinding them? The lockdown continues in lockstep, and on the national stage, doctors Fauci and Burks from the CDC seem committed to structuring a new normal for all of us when there seems to be no reason why we can't return to the old normal. Now, that's because the belief that the virus was both deadly and novel was the pretext for governments to justify policies, which despite their draconian nature, most Americans were willing to suffer and endure because they perceived this to be for the benefit of their families and communities. But as each day passes, citizens are feeling betrayed by the news that the overreaction to COVID-19 by the WHO or the CDC may have been intentional and calculated. This breeds further resentment regarding the increasingly despotic actions of governors. I agree with Thomas Jefferson who stated, I own I am not a friend to a very energetic government. It is always oppressive. Now make no mistake, there is a virus and there is an agenda. 
While the threat from the one seems to be ending, the threat of the other seems to be just getting started. Recall founding father John Adams who declared, Liberty must at all hazards be supported. We have a right to it, derived from our maker. Therefore, let us support liberty and deny this tyrannical threat to our God-given liberties. This is Jake McCauley. And Dominic McCauley. With the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you The American View. Is this a sore throat? Is this just allergies? Caught in a lockdown? No escape from reality. Don't touch your eyes. Just hand sanitize quickly. my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made. What are we doing? What's going on right now? I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. That's Joe. He's someone whose own life has taught him how to persevere. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. How to bounce back when you've been knocked down. Give me a break. Joe talks about opportunity for our kids. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And Joe talks to families who've lost a hero. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Through all his trials, he's never once forgotten. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. And I know he'll surround himself with good people. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. What if, what, what? All right, so I'm going to give you some I'm going to give you some comparisons here. Dr. Lou didn't have time to do this for you. She said once the coronavirus is defeated, oh my god, we got 170 think about it, we got 170,000 people in this area. We probably lose 2 to 5 people a month deaths. People kill themselves. If Dr. Lou Willie wanted to change the world, she'd get her 
undies in a bundle and get to working on suicide. So here we are a month or two into this, and we have three deaths from COVID. And they're people, they're not people 20, 10, 45. They're people in their 80s, people. Think about it. Are you going to say, hey, we need to, everybody needs to go over to all the care homes, the nursing homes, and we need to stop these people from dying? A lot of them want to die. A lot of them in their nursing homes, they don't even know where they are anyway. God forbid I end up over there. I'll just shoot myself. I am not. That's ridiculous. A lot of those people don't even want to be there. Their they're, they're people, their relatives, has long forgot about them. They come over there when only they have to. Just be honest. Why don't people be honest? Coronavirus. This is at a snapshot in time just a few days ago. If you want to write these, you're probably not going to take time to do it. You don't care. Coronavirus, 35,016 deaths, right? This is since the beginning. Just the last month or two, right? Or two or three months, right? Childbirth. These are world figures, right? World figures. Childbirth. What do you think? We've lost childbirth. We've lost mothers in childbirth. 75,645. Bill Gates ain't worried about that. He's wanting to sterilize them. Flu, the general flu. One of my friend had it when she came back from India. 118,980 worldwide flu compared to 35,000 corona. You think this isn't a crock of crap? Malaria, 200. I'm just going to give you the big numbers. 240,000. Suicides, 262,000. Auto accidents, 330,000. HIV AIDS, 411,000. Alcohol, 612,000. Smoking, 1,223,000. Cancer, 2,009,000. Communicable diseases of all types, 3,177,000, like tuberculosis and stuff, you know. Abortions, 10,402,000. We shut the whole damn world down for 35,000 deaths so far. What about all these other things? Why wouldn't they shut the world down for those? Why don't we just shut the world down permanently and see if we can stop all this stuff? Don't don't you guys, some of you need to take what they call a critical thinking or a, or a I don't know the other term, it used to be called critical thinking course at Yuba College. Like how to sort out facts. How to come to a conclusion about the right facts. 35,000 die of corona, 75,000 childbirth, flu, 818,000, malaria, 240,000, suicide, 262,000, auto accident, 330,000, HIV, 411,000, alcohol, 612,000, smoking, 1.2 million, cancer, over 2 million, communicable diseases, over 3 million, abortions, over 10 million. You don't think something weird's going on here? You think this is just a vicious disease? You're out of your mind. You're lame. You ha- you have a you have a problem with your brain. You have a very low IQ. Did your mother have sex with her cousin or something or with the with her with her brother? Something weird. Your brain doesn't work right. 
You, you, you could be suckered into anything. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. From the beginning, I thought this doesn't make any sense. This is crazy. We're going to shut down the whole world? Over, and, and then they're going to, at the end, I told you what they're going to say at the end. Oh, we saved the world. We saved the world. If they wouldn't have done a thing, they would have been fine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You got to listen to George Norrie's, Judy Mikovits's clip. Go back and listen to it. Go read her book. Plague of Corruption. Go listen to my, my deal, the uh, letter from Flynn, Saving a Nation. Listen, people, if you're not willing to educate yourself, it, maybe you should go back and if you never got any education on the Constitution, just go read the First Amendment, First and Second Amendment, Bill of Rights. Maybe you should just read the Bill of Rights. Those are for you. You can have those only if you're willing to fight for them. Gavin Newsom is not going to give those to you unless you're willing to fight for them. When he says we're not this, when he goes on the television and says the CHP granted the gridlock a permit. That's why they had it. But we're not going to give him another permit. That's totally ridiculous right there. Screw him. Screw him. He's ridiculous. That that is not he doesn't have a right. The government does not have a right to give us permission or grant us permission to have our rights. That's what's wrong with the the, the concealed weapons permit stuff. It's just totally ridiculous. I have to. Um, I'm just scanning down here. I want to. I want to. There's a great article that a guy that I admire greatly and love to listen to uh, wrote. Oh, by the way, this this is a real, this just sent me totally over the edge. San Clemente. The kids, they couldn't, I guess they're having trouble keeping the kids out of the skate park. Because they're big skaters down in Southern California, right? They had a beautiful skate park down there that, that they raised money for in the community. And these Nazis down there, these government Nazis, instead of like putting up like a chain link fence, buying a chain link fence or renting it, you know, you can rent these chain link fences, put around construction sites. Instead of doing something like that, if they're really serious and they're going to get gnarly with the kids, like you're probably going to get down there and get coronavirus. Honestly, there's no way that these skaters were going to get coronavirus. They just had to be Nazi buttholes. They took, in fact, there's a photo of it. I don't have it here, but I saw the photo on the Internet. 37 tons of sand. And they front-end loaded it into that park to ruin it for the kids. And it showed kids that were sweeping strips or like little openings in the sand and still skating after they did it. I thought, you know something? You know something? These government officials, I heard when the government officials, I was talking to some guys the other day and they said, oh, yeah, they removed the basketball hoops. 
I thought, you you idiots that just the people that are leading our counties are idiots. Damned idiots. Oh, well, we're just doing what we were told. Don't ever criticize the Nazis. Don't ever criticize these Nazis who killed and buried millions of people in big ditches and pushed dirt over them. They just shot them in the head. And they said, why did you do that? Oh, well, we're just following, we're just working. We're just following instructions. We got it. We're just doing our job. We don't want to lose our job. We're just following instructions. Really? And you're going to dump 37 tons of sand in there? At what point do you make a stand for your principle? At what point do you make a stand and say, there, there might be a disease, but something weird's going on here, and I'm not going to do this. I'm, a, I'm not going to do this. I'd rather suffer with people that aren't, don't have a job than, than destroy my community and destroy other people's living and to arrest them for it, harass them for it. I can't even get into my bank and get money out. You just get, you get jerked around every, they got everybody like little Nazis everywhere from Home Depot to Lowe's to everybody telling you how you got to come into their store and go around. Everybody afraid what? Of what? Of what? Of government oppression. Not a damn cold. Government oppression. It's intimidation. They'll come in and shut us down. Or they'll arrest us. What about freedom? What about liberty? What about being able to run my business the way I want it? Having the hours I want. I can stand. I can have lines however I want. Now I got a government that's telling me how I can, when I can let people, if I can stay open, when I can let people in, how I can let people in, where they have to stand, how many at a time. It's ridiculous. Over, over a bug, a cold. Nobody answers the questions about well, what we're going to do about other colds. Are we going to do this every year? This thing was totally a plan. Do you know there's, I have documents from 2010 that the entire battle plan strategy on this thing was all laid out. They discussed it and planned it years ago. They were just looking for an opportunity to roll it out and to jerk the entire world around and take over, break the backs of people where they just say, we'll do anything. You want us to wear a mask the rest of our life? You want us to not stand any closer than six feet for the rest of our life? Oh, we can. We don't have. We can't have any more sporting events for the rest of our life. We can't have any group meetings. All churches. We got people that are saying that even after all this, after people get back to normal, churches still can't meet. Do you understand that? Some of you people aren't interested in church. It's no big deal to you. It should be a big deal to you because it's a, it's the a, a freedom of assembly. 37 tons, they thought they were really saving lives. Were they saving lives? No, they're just jerking people around. You ever been jerked around? I've been jerked around a lot. I hate it. Jerked around just to be jerked around. In a, in a business, for instance. Just make you jump through hoops. Stupid stuff. 
Dennis Prager says, according to the New York Times coronavirus report, as of Sunday, April 19th, there were 35,676 deaths in the United States. Of those deaths, 18,690 were in the New York metropolitan area. The New York metropolitan area generally regarded as consisting of five boroughs, New York City, five New York state counties surrounding New York City, Nassau, Suffolk, etc. You know, we don't need to do that. That means that more than half, 52% of all deaths in America have occurred in New York metropolitan area. Do you ever, have you thought about that? The whole nation, 52% of all these deaths happen in New York. What makes this statistic particularly noteworthy, Prager said, is that the entire death toll for 41 of the other 47 states is 7,600. 7, in other words, while New York has 52% of all COVID-19 deaths, 41 states put together have only 21%. And all the 47 states other than New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut have less than half of all deaths. They're all in just those three areas, three states, over half. Now let us imagine, I want you to think about this, people. Think this through. Put your. Now let us imagine that the reverse was true. Imagine that Georgia and North Carolina, two contiguous states that, like New York, like the New York metro area, have a combined total of 21 million people. What if they had, among their 21 million, same as the New York, New York metro, 21 million, they had 18,690 COVID deaths, while Metro New York just had 858. Do you think the New York metro area would close its schools, its stores, its restaurants, and small businesses just because there was a bunch of deaths down in Georgia and North Carolina? Would every citizen of New York area, with a few exceptions of those engaged in absolutely necessary work, be locked in their homes for months in New York Metro New York area? Would New York's accept the decimation of the entire economic and socialized because North Carolina and Georgia, or even more absurdly, Colorado, Montana, or the rest of most or the rest of what most New Yorkers regard as flyover country had eighteen thousand nine hundred and sixty deaths while they had a mere eight hundred and fifty eight in New York, hypothetically? Well, it's, of course, possible, he says, but I suspect that anyone with an open mind assumed that New Yorkers would not put up with ruining their economic social lives and putting tens of millions of people out of work because of corona deaths in New, New, North Carolina and Georgia, let alone Montana and Idaho. And he says, I would agree with them. Even more telling, the media, which controls American public opinion more than any other institution, including the presidency and Congress, but not churches and synagogues, which is why they loathe evangelicals, traditional Catholics, faithful Mormons, and Orthodox Jews, would not be as fixated on closing down the country if it were killing far more people in some southern, midwestern, mountain, or western states than New York City. In other words, the flyover country is not worth as much. The people aren't worth as much in the flyover country to the media as people in New York City because they're stupid. They're lame brain, according to the media. The media is New York-based and New York-centered. New York is America. The rest of the country, with an exception of L.A., another media center, and Silicon Valley, is kind of an afterthought. 
Having grown up and attended college and graphic school, graduate school in New York and having lived in three of the city's five boroughs, I know how accurate the most famous New Yorker magazine cover ever published was. The cover's illustration depicted a New Yorker's map of America, New York City, the George Washington Bridge, and then San Francisco. The rest of the country essentially didn't exist. One would have to visit people who had never left their rural village in a developing country to find people more insular than New York liberals, which is what nearly all New Yorkers are. One of the turning points of my life, he said, I was 24 years old and I went to give a talk in Nashville, Tennessee. My assumption, having lived all my life in New York, was that I would meet, be meeting and talking to what essentially amounted to country bumpkins. Not only were they not New Yorkers, they were Southerners. What I found instead was a beautiful city with kind and highly sophisticated people. No one I met was as cynical as most New Yorkers who confused cynicism with sophistication. It was on that trip that I decided to leave New York. When I, when I moved to California two years later, my friends and every other New Yorker I spoke to on visits back to New York asked why I left and when I was coming back. To most New Yorkers, to leave New York is to leave the center of the world. It is leaving relevance for irrelevance. In his latest column, New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman inadvertently revealed how New York-centric his view of America is. Friedman, like virtually all colleagues at New York Times, opposes opening up any state in America at this time. Did you hear me? Op opposes opening up any state in America at this time. He writes... Every person will be playing Russian roulette every minute of every day. Do I get on this crowded bus to go to work or not? What if I get on this subway and the person next to me is not wearing gloves or a mask or da 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 da? So Prager catches him. I don't know whether you catch what he's saying. Prager says only a New Yorker would write those crazy two sentences. I added crazy. In the last 40 years, I've lived in, second, in the second largest city in America. I've never ridden on the subway or any other uh, urban train or bus. In fact, it is common for New Yorkers to look at Los Angeles with disdain for the car culture. Like the vast majority of Americans everywhere outside of New York and Los Angeles, most of us go to work, visit friends and family, and go to social and cultural events by car currently the life-saving way to travel, not by bus, subway, the New Yorker way of getting around. But freedom is a New York, Friedman is a New Yorker. And because his fellow New Yorkers walk past one another on crowded streets and travel and cram buses and subways, South Dakotans should be denied the ability to make a living. That's what this is all about. This, this has nothing to do. New Yorkers have a particular problem because they stack and pack, and they spread that around each other in a stack-and-pack society, not in a car-driven society. If you drive a car down the road and pass a COVID person in another car, you're not going to get COVID. But in that stack-and-pack society, that's the you know, all these liberals want us all be stack-and-pack and subway riders and train riders and bus riders because they think they're going to save the world, and it's ridiculous. It's not going to save the world. And in that situation with, with somebody, if a flu bug, any flu bug happens, any cold happens, when you're on subways, shoulder to shoulder, you get stuff. That's why when you go to Asia and you're in China 
or you're in Hong Kong or Singapore, you don't even have to have an outbreak of anything. Chinese people wear masks all the time because they're picking up stuff all the time for one another because they're jammed like cattle in those cars. This finishes our fourth segment. We're going to take this. I got to get something fresh to drink here, and then we'll be right back. World Health Organization put out questionable guidance on how to deal with the coronavirus. It was slow to communicate the magnitude of the threat, and it whitewashed the Chinese government's early handling of the crisis. It destroyed much of its credibility, damaged the field of public health, and failed to contain the pandemic. Now is not the time. That's a bit too early to consider that this event is a public health emergency of international concern. WHO's response, in part, stems from its overly deferential stance towards China, which is its second biggest contributor among 194 member states. A phenomenal collective action and cooperation by the people of China to this response. We would have seen many more cases outside China by now if it were not for the government's efforts to protect their own people and the people of the world. The Chinese government is to be congratulated for the extraordinary measures it has taken to contain the outbreak. WHO whitewashed the authoritarian government's overall record. It praised China for releasing the virus's genome while neglecting to mention that it took them at least 17 days to do so. It didn't report human-to-human transmission until late January, even though Chinese doctors suspected it at least a month earlier. Although the extreme lockdown of Wuhan likely did save thousands of lives, WHO scientists weren't allowed into Wuhan until three weeks after the outbreak first came to light. Meanwhile, the WHO praised the Chinese for their openness. China took action massively at the epicenter. And that helped in preventing cases from being exported. If we say there's a pandemic of coronavirus, we're essentially accepting that every human on the planet will be exposed to that virus. And China have clearly shown that that's not necessarily the natural outcome of this event. As the virus continued spreading across Europe and reached America, WHO recommended that the travel industry maintain the status quo. There is no reason for measures that unnecessarily interfere with international travel and trade. One country that ignored this advice was Taiwan, which also warned the WHO that it suspected the virus was spreading through human-to-human transmission and was ignored. Taiwan, which has one of the lowest rates of known COVID infections per capita among countries impacted by the virus, was prevented from joining the WHO as a member country in 2015 by China, which refuses to acknowledge its independence. In late March, World Health Organization epidemiologist Bruce Aylward declined to answer a Hong Kong reporter's question about Taiwan or even acknowledge its existence. Would the WHO consider Taiwan's membership? Hello? We, 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 I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I couldn't hear your question. Okay, yeah, let me, let, let me, let me repeat the question. No, so. that's okay. Let, let's move to another one then. 
Right, because, because I'm, I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well, on Taiwan's case. We decided to give Dr. Alward another call to follow up. And I just want to see if you can comment a bit on how Taiwan has done so far in terms of containing the virus. Well, we, we've already talked about China. And, um, you know, when you look across all the different areas of, uh, of China, they've actually all done quite a good job. So with that, I'd like to thank you very much for inviting us to participate. As Taiwan was distributing face masks to its citizens, the WHO was advising the rest of the world that they were unnecessary. And initially, the CDC and U.S. Surgeon General followed its lead. Masks should only be used by healthcare workers, caretakers, or by people who are sick with symptoms of fever and cough. If you do not have these symptoms, you do not have to wear masks because there is no evidence that they protect people who are not sick. But health experts pointed to mounting evidence that masks can help slow the spread of respiratory diseases, especially among asymptomatic carriers, a population that the WHO maintains is virtually non-existent, despite mounting evidence to the contrary. In mid-February, the WHO trumpeted good news from China. The data from China continue to show a decline in new uh, confirmed cases. Uh, once again, we are encouraged by this trend. Ignoring evidence that it may have been a statistical anomaly, and U.S. intelligence believes that China has entirely misrepresented both case numbers and death tolls, according to Bloomberg News. Finally, on March 11th, after Italy was already in full national lockdown with more than 10,000 cases, WHO finally acknowledged the true magnitude of the crisis, declaring a global pandemic. COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. They could have called it months earlier. They should have known, and they probably did know. So we'll be looking into that very carefully, and we're going to put a hold on money spent to the WHO. Donald Trump and other world leaders aren't absolved for their failures by the WHO's bungling of this crisis. But it's important to remember that if the World Health Organization had done its job, the nightmare we're living through might not have happened at all. Hi. What you see here is $10,000 on the table. You can take this money as a loan, but I will charge you a little bit of interest rate. Like most people, you take the money and you go buy a nice car. But in 10 years, it's time to pay me back. And because of interest rates, now you owe me $20,000 and not 10. You will say, I don't have money to give you. And if you don't, I take your car and a piece of your house. This is how death works. And after three years of traveling the world, I noticed that this is exactly what China is doing. For example, take the small island nation of Sri Lanka. This developing country needs money and China has a lot of it. So Sri Lanka took billions of dollars in Chinese loans. It was easy money just there to be taken. And with that, they built skyscrapers, highways, airports, and shipping ports. The country grew and prospered. But few years later, this easy money came with interest rates, and Sri Lanka was so much in debt that it couldn't pay back China its money. And the only way out was to give China control of what they had built. 
In other words, Sri Lanka lost a piece of its home to China because of debt. This is the Chinese money trap, and it's a real thing I saw all over the world. In Papua New Guinea, I saw two billion dollars in loans given by the Chinese to build skyscrapers, infrastructures, and ports. But there is no way this remote developing country can pay it back or its interest rate, and the only way out is to give China control of the country. In the Maldives, Pakistan, Malaysia, Laos, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Egypt, Kenya, and South Africa. The same thing is happening, and many countries are struggling to pay back Chinese loans. If you look closely, all these infrastructure projects, like highways, ports, and bridges, connect to China through the sea or through the land to form something far bigger, far more powerful than just a bridge—a new Silk Road. The world is already made by China, and I think slowly it will be owned by China. Don't get me wrong; building bridges, ports, highways, and airports is a great thing for the people and the country. But they come at a very high cost, and when these countries can't pay back the loans, these countries will lose their homes. One thing my parents had taught me is that there's no such thing as a free lunch or a free ride. So if we're not careful with our money or other people's money, then we better start learning Chinese. Xia Chong. Welcome back. Hey, I want to give a shout out to a couple people before we get going anymore here.、Uh, we got three sponsors that I like to、uh, mention, and、uh, one they're they're people that have helped keep me on the air, keep me on the podcast, and、uh, been supporting me for years. And so, if you want to help, you can as well. I'll mention you on the show, and if you think that's worthwhile for your business. But、uh, these guys,、uh, they they probably have they have pretty good businesses going on, but they、uh, some have very robust businesses. But they believe in what we're doing here on this podcast, and so they support it. And first one is、uh, Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security. They're always from the very time that Monty came with me and came and said, "Hey, I want to support the show." He said, "Lou, we need workers, and、uh, we've always been trying to hire workers for Monty Hecker. They just, they just can't find enough good people, and so they're here in Yuba County. They, they're in Northern California. Work all the way from below Sacramento, all the way up to the Oregon border, in, and they have some across the border into Oregon. Elite Universal Security, fifty-five forty-eight Feather River Boulevard. The important thing here for you is that you could get." Check them out by their website api-academy.com. api-api-academy.com. You can check on all their schooling. They can teach you how to be a guard. They they have classes that could apply even to becoming a eventual police officer. 
You can reach them at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. Great guy. Monty Hecker is retired from the military. He's patriotic. He's a good employer. And uh, you can also get your uh, training to carry a gun there and your licenses. And they have range days. They, they do it usually a weekend a month or two weekends a month. <clears throat> and you can call them to find out when that's going to happen. If you need their services, you know, farmers are always needing, you know, these poor farmers, they got to leave their, or construction people. I had a guy that had some vandalism done on his farm. Big tank got vandalized, got tagged. You almost need armed guards out there anymore, but but Hecker, Monty Hecker could patrol. They, there's patrols working my area all the time. Monty Hecker's in this area. Other other outfits are in this area of town. There's homeless people all over. They're breaking in. They're knocking windows out, stealing stuff out of your car, breaking into businesses, stealing, taking uh, loads of farm farm supplies, chemicals, gasoline, stealing walnuts, almonds gnarly maybe monty hecker could help you with the elite universal security cut down on that i know that law enforcement's doing the best they can they're coming up with all different kinds of ideas to uh, stop the theft from farming around here it's a huge problem the other people green it's construction i just found out recently that people are having difficulty getting building permits boy they, this this uh plan to shut down our government just screwed everybody over. Greenwich Construction, they do some beautiful work. Beautiful work on bathrooms and kitchens. And uh, you can reach them through their websites or Facebook sites. Maybe you're down, but maybe when things get turned around, you think you might do a remodel. Maybe living in your house more, staying there all day, made you sick of your kitchen or bath. And you want to change it forever. Said I can't. I can't do this anymore. Greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook site will get you connected to before and after shots. How they go about doing their business, the kind of standards they have. They have very high quality standards. Standards of excellence, honesty, reliability. They're the best in the area, in this Yuba Sutter area. So you can reach them at 530-682-9602, 530-682-9602. And the third one is Ted Holmes runs the plumbing doctor. They got, I don't know, four or five different rigs. They uh, serve this area. Uh, you can reach them 24 hours a day. They'll come out in the middle of the night if you need them. 530-671-9111. 530-671-9111. The other thing, since it's getting warmer, I noticed today is starting to warm up tonight. It's starting to warm up. Uh, Dave Greenitz for years has put in hold house fans. So if you don't want to run your big central air conditioner as much, you can run a whole house fan. You can suck the hot air out of the attic, bring the cool air from outside in in the cool of the morning and uh, or the night. And it's a lot smaller motor on a whole house fan and can save you a lot of money with PG&E. I just saw where the rates are going to like double or something because PG&E went bankrupt. They went bankrupt because of guys like Gavin Newsom insisting about green energy. And we're going to talk about 
how green en- energy is actually a dirtier energy and actually costs more than any other en- energy. Isn't it interesting that all these things are just one lie after another? It's all government control. Evolution is a lie. Global warming is a lie. You may There may be more than two genders. Did you notice that... that, that uh, That there's just two genders that that checks are going out to from the government. We, we they're not all these different genders. They're all lies. It's interesting. I've just been thinking about all these schools shut down. I've been driving around and you see these schools and are handing out these packets to kids. You know that homeschoolers, this this big crisis didn't have an effect on them at all. No big deal at all. All these people going to, oh, my God, my kid isn't going to play, isn't going to be able to graduate. Homeschoolers just finish and go on to college. It's going to be interesting to see how school is ever going to come back. They're, they're already saying maybe school won't even come back in the in the fall. Maybe this is time you're going to you need to check into uh, starting your own schooling at home. A lot of my friends do it now. It's easier than it ever has been. Well, let me go back to what I was going to talk about. Uh, I was there's a. Hold on here. Let me get down here and see that say this guy's name correctly. Uh, there's a guy named James Dellingpole. Very, I think he's British, and he wrote a book called Watermelon. And I got interested in. It. I've read part of it. And. Uh, Watermelon, it's it's about the green movement. And it's uh, the reason he called the book Watermelon is he said the green movement is green on the outside, but red on the end. It's communist. It's communism, collectivism. And you can see that the movement from, from the beginning, from, from hundreds of years ago, over 100 years ago, was a movement that instead of taking over the United States and our republic, through military effort. They didn't feel they could do that. But they felt that they could take over the public school system, if they could destroy the family, if they could make the churches lukewarm, remove patriotism, convince people they came from a monkey so they don't have any purpose in life, and on and on and on and on and on. And... uh, they could take over the country, and they have. And that's why I gave you that that clip, letter from Flynn saving a nation that was already lost. The nation really has been lost. It could be recaptured maybe, but not if you do what you've been doing the last X amount of years you've been on the, on the planet. So James Dellingpole writes a lot about the fraud of climate. The fr- you, you know... Do you remember when they came up with global warming and then they found out that the scientists, they got emails of the scientists actually contriving their figures? You used to trust scientists, didn't you? Yeah. 
We used to trust newscasters. You remember that? Scientists we used to trust because they just were interested in the facts. But James Dellingpole in his book, Watermelon, just says that he starts getting into the, remember the deal where the, the whole earth was warming and the ozone and remember all that talk at that time? And the models, remember the model, all these models? You remember Fauci and, and Burks, the model on the coronavirus? All these models, they are co- computer models, right? Th- nobody really knows what's going to happen, but these are models. And so these were fraudulent models that they made look, they, they came up with an idea, and then they, they made the statistics back what they wanted to say, that we were going to have a total meltdown. Total lie. So this is a fascinating thing. I'm not a big fan of Michael Moore. You know Michael Moore? It looks like he's ate only donuts all his life. Big old, big old blabber guy. And the first movie I saw him made was Columbine. Remember, it was Columbine or Col- Columbine? I think you call it. Back at where the kids killed. He was. It was an anti-gun movie, and these kids got a gun, went into school, and shot him up. Columbine, right? Columbine. And then he made a movie about fracking. Remember that? I think he made a movie on fracking. And it showed a guy turning on his water faucet and lighting a match, and the water began to uh, become fire. Remember that? And it was a total fraud. Can that happen? Yeah, but it's not. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with fracking. It has to do with methane gas in the water. Right? So... This is the interesting. Dellingpole writes an article. He's a very good research guy. And he says, left-wing documentary filmmaker Michael Moore is promoting a new documentary he he executively produced about the environment called Planet of the Humans. And many of his usual supporters are going nuts. What can... What can the veteran left-wing activists possibly have done to earn such disapproval? Simple. Moore has backed the most powerful, brutally honest, and important documentary of his career. It's also by far his bravest because it not only confronts the modern left's greatest shibboleth, or a clean en- energy, but it it does indeed offer a great deal of succor to Moore's avowed enemy, Donald Trump. It might even help Trump clench the next presidential election, Dellen Pohl says, for it undermines the entire basis of the Green New Deal being pushed in one form or another by his opponents. Renewable energy, the documentary makes abundantly clear, is not the solution to the problem, but an even big and bigger problem than the one it is supposedly trying to solve. Hallelujah, and the angels are singing. Green energy is a crock of crap. It's a lie. Electric cars are losers. They do not... Electric cars, you may love them because you don't have to pay for gas. I don't have any problem with that, Right? I don't have people. Somebody wanted to give me an electric car. I would drive it. I don't have any problem to say that it saves on fossil fuels is a bull face lie. There is 
to say that a windmill is going to save the earth is a lie. The size of that, do you know the size of that on those big windmills? The size of the motor is as big as a city bus, the motor that's got to turn those wheels. To create that, to create a windmill with all the motors and all the parts takes years and years and years. The impact on the climate is hor- horrendous, and it's made by fossil fuel. It's got a huge, bigger carbon footprint, if you want to use it that way. The documentary was directed by Jeff Gibbs, who, like Moore, is very much a man of the left. Gibbs was a producer and composer on Moore's Fahrenheit 11, 9-11. You remember that, where the Earth's going to burn up? And Bowling for Columbine. There he goes. There's a the correct term. Uh, renewable energy, they say, is not clean energy, but dirty energy. I've been telling people this for years and writing articles about it. Green energy is dirtier than fossil fuel energy. They think, oh, I hate oil. I'm thrilled that the oil industry is collapsing. I just just wish some of these things would really happen. And so some of these people that are so ardent about this would lose everything because wind power and solar power, I don't think produces but about 10% of the entire power in the country. The people who, here's the deal, here's the deal, and it's always been, the people who make money out of it are the worst kind of crony capitalists there are. Anyone who claims to believe otherwise is either an idiot, dupe, or wicked liar. Though I've written, uh, the the writer from Britain, though I've written about this myself in countless Breitbart columns, I'm a conservative writer largely preaching to the choir. Coming from two ardent leftists, on the other hand, and aimed at least in part at the leftist audience, the message planet for the the humans is dynamite. He said, I'm in a strange position, the soft-spoken Gibbs tells us at the beginning of the movie. I'm against our addiction to fossil fuels and have been a fan of green energy. But everywhere I encountered green energy, it wasn't what it seemed. And so we watch the scales begin to fall from Mr. Gibbs' eyes, Dellingpole says. So check this out. They go to a zoo, and it's powered, according to a local news story, by renewable elephant dung. Well, that's a cool thing, elephant dung, which turns out on inspection not even to produce enough elephant dung power to heat the elephant barn. So there you have it going to run on you're going to run your whole world and zoo on elephant dung it just does one barn a loser we visit a solar powered music festival Dellingpole says they do on the film where we discover that behind the scenes it is largely powered by diesel engines generators it's a solar powered music festival powered by diesel generators then on the film, they, they visit an ethanol plant whose wood has to be harvested using fossil fuel powered equipment. You ever seen equipment that hauls lumber and timber out of canyons? It's gnarly equipment. It's harvested by fossil fuel equipment and depends for its operational effectiveness on COAL, coal. Then on the film, they visit lovely old wood 
wooded area beloved by hikers and nature lovers in rural Vermont being trashed to build a wind farm. Then they then they see a 500 year we see 500 year old yuccas, you know yuccas it's, they grow in the desert in the Mojave Desert being torn up. They just go in and tear up the the yuccas and shred shredded by diggers to make way for a clean energy solar plant. You know I remember reading about these, I call them blur blenders. And Obama signed a document that said it's all right to butcher, chop up, blend, golden eagles, everything. All kinds of birds. Tens of thousands, 50,000, 100,000 birds a year by this big solar operation. I mean, not solar, but uh, actually a solar operation where the birds were getting burned up in the solar panels. But also bird blenders. And all these, what happened to all the ecologists? What happened to Audubon Society, the Sierra Club? They just said, oh, screw it. We'll just, we went to green energy, so screw the birds. So, Gibbs says, the guy that made the film, it was enough to make my head explode. Green energy is not going to save us. No, indeed, it's, but it's going to make a few ugly and cynical crony capitalists very rich. What's a crony capitalist? Capitalism, when you, when you go out and you take your own assets and you invest them and you take your own risk and you create something or create a service and you sell it and you make a profit and you're able to live on that. Crony capitalism is when government is uh, gets involved, and then they pick losers and winners in capitalism, in competition. They pick losers and winners, and they give them the jobs or give them money. Crony capitalism, and government does it. So he, he says, uh, well, we're, we're, we're coming about to the end here. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to, I'm going to finish up this. You're going to find this. I think, I think they're going to eventually blow the doors off this Trump member. Trump has been backing out of all these um, green energy things. Be right back. Grandpa. Tell me about the good old days. Sometimes it feels like This world's gone crazy Grandpa If I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree The so I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a servant, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is swear. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. 
And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. What'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Hi, I'm a spokesperson for the Democratic Party, and I'm here to tell you why you need to vote blue this November. Democrats are the party of love and tolerance. We promote inclusion and acceptance, peace and goodwill. Republicans don't care about any of these things. They just want to talk about record unemployment, the economy, and keeping communities safe. Fascists. Democrats have positive, practical priorities, like abolishing the Electoral College, eliminating due process, and banning hate speech. These are the values of the American people. Well, at least Americans that live in San Francisco and New York. Republicans often use fear-mongering rhetoric, like constitution or liberty. Democrats condemn such language as divisive and instead focus on more unifying topics like repealing the Second Amendment or kneeling for the national anthem. Democrats are the party of equality, so much so that we insist upon unconditionally believing women and disbelieving men because, well, feminism. If you ask us to explain this logically, we will scream in your face and call you a misogynist. Republicans want to take away a woman's sacred right to choose to have her child decapitated inside the womb and torn apart limb by limb with forceps. Democrats celebrate the right to violently murder your child because we're compassionate. Democrats believe that women are powerful and independent. They are also helpless victims of the patriarchy who require government intervention to succeed. Any woman who disagrees with us on this is a self-hating, stupid bimbo. And you know, it's time someone was finally brave enough to say this. Republicans are racist. Democrats have the same positive message for minorities that we have for women. You're a victim, and you're useful to us. If you disagree, we'll insult your intelligence, but it's for your own good. Republicans want to stop certain people from coming into this country, 
They cite the infiltration of gang violence or opioids or sex trafficking as reasons to stop illegal immigration. But Democrats accept these as the natural consequences of opening up the borders, which, of course, is the more loving thing to do. Democrats recognize that the key to a better tomorrow is to look forward, not backward. That's why we reject capitalism and all of its greed and instead opt for socialism, which has worked so well every time it's been tried. Democrats are the party of the common people, the poor and the marginalized, the weak and defenseless. While Republicans promise freedom, we promise free stuff. That's how we win over young people. Our goal is to make the government work for you so you don't have to work at all. Republicans are always pushing religion in our faces. We reject their bigotry. Religious people are idiots. Democrats would much rather you sacrifice yourself on the altar of progressivism. The truth is, as the party of empathy, we're just better than everyone else. That's why we spend so much time telling people who don't align with our agenda that they're not just wrong, but that they're bad people. We still haven't figured out that this condescension is what lost us the 2016 election. Nevertheless, we're confident that through censorship, emotional manipulation, and continued bullying that will eventually get our way. Why? Because we care about you. So much so that we're willing to wear you down until you fear getting silenced, doxxed, or fired because you don't agree with our agenda. That's love. I'm the spokesperson for the Democratic Party. Vote for us in November. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow man All right, this is our final segment, and we're talking about, again, about this uh, green energy film that Michael Moore endorsed. And uh, the planet, what do they call it? The planet of the, hu- planet of the humans. And these very liberal uh, advocates that we need to save the earth are realizing, I don't know, I don't know why they were so blind. It's pretty obvious to me that they're actually doing much more damage trying to have green energy than just having fossil fuels, which God gave us, right? God gave us that. But they don't believe in God, so they just think all that all that stuff is just a bad thing down there under the earth. So Gibbs says, he said, we began to follow the money trail and discovered this that the people and the organizations most assiduously stoking the war on fossil fuels and most aggressively promoting renewables as an alternative are actually the ones who stand to benefit most financially. Now, is that a surprise to you? It was not to me. Now, who are the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame making all their money? Canadian activist Bill McKibben. American Al Gore, American Van Jones, American Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Jeremy Grantham, Michael Bloomberg, Richard Bransom, all very, very, very wealthy people. Gibbs says these are revealed to have an unhealthy, cozy relationship with green non-government organizations like the Sierra Club or the Natural Conservancy which mouth the usual environmental pieties 
while yet quietly promoting energy, which is every bit as environmentally destructive as fossil fuels. Many of these people, I'll, this isn't in the article, but Sierra Club, the Nature and Conser- Conservancy, Conservancy, a lot of these organizations have been funded by other oil uh, countries like Russia, Venezuela. They donate to these countries to lobby to stop us going for oil. You think, oh, they don't have pure motives? No, they don't. They get money from Russia. They get donations, millions of dollars from Russia, the Sierra Club. You think, oh, the Sierra Club, they're just trying to keep the clear. No, 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 they don't. Because green energy is not clean energy. It's worse than fossil fuels. Gibbs says the worst of these, the documentary suggests, are biofuels or biomass fuels. We used to have a couple of those around here in, in Yuba Sutter area. So they visited a biomass plant on the shores of Lake Superior. It was awarded $11.5 million government dollars. It's a grant because it, a grant, you don't have to pay it back, you see. They just gave your tax money, $11.5 million, to this biomass operation because it qualifies as renewable energy, which encourages its green wood chips to burn with the help of tire fragments and creosote. That's gnarly, man. It's so gnarly that it causes the snow to turn black there. It's just a messy deal. They got $11.5 million, and they came up with a way to take green chips. You know, anything, any green wood you ever tried to start a fire with green wood doesn't work. But but they mix it with, you, you know, if you, once you get a tire going, that thing will burn forever with black smoke, right? So they mixed it with chipped tire. Just crazy. Totally polluting. Time and again, says Gibbs, Liberal-leaning environmental activists, he, that's, he, that's his crew, lefty academics. He said, we witnessed the shock in the people's eyes. They consider themselves to be green. Then they watch the film and they desperately want to save the planet, yet they have all these thousands of monstrosities being erected across the U.S. in the name of an environment which wipe out native forests, pollute the air, ravage the landscape, chop up the birds, and then they're left to rot once their useful life is less than 20 years. Do you know that they don't even have, most dumps are not big enough to take those massive windmills, and, and they're, they're made of a product that will not decompose. I, you know, everywhere you look where the liberals have tread, they have just screwed things up. So Dellingpole said, this is maybe the most important thing of all about this very important movie. It will drive a wedge into the heart of the green movement and force its adherents to take sides. Remember, people, some t- people say, don't confuse me with the facts. I've already made up my mind on this. Leave me alone. I'm a greenie. I celebrate Earth Day. Some of my Christian friends celebrate Earth Day. They are totally screwed up people. They are crazy in the head. It's a communist day. So renewable energy may well be, this is 
the biggest scam, they say, the biggest scam in the gross, corrupt, and mendacious history of crony capitalism. It's a scam so far-reaching that even the U.S. Navy has been persuaded to power its fleet with renewables. It's a scam so brazen that an environmental fund called the Green Century Funds, promoted by Bill McKibben, 350.org, 350.org, it's a website, turns out, on examination to have less than 1% of its holdings in solar and wind energy and the other 99% comprised in oil and gas infrastructure, biofuels, logging companies, and banks. Bill McKibben's 350.org, it's a green century fund, and most of it is involved in oil and gas infrastructure. Just these people, honestly, it just pisses me off. It's a scam so hypocritical that last year's Earth Day Festival was sponsored by companies including car manufacturer Toyota and Caterpillar. I should get them to sponsor my tip program. They're just getting ripped off by these communists. How can men, Gibbs asked this question. This is the producer, Liberal Gibbs. How can men destroy what's left of nature to enrich themselves. God, that's this guy. This guy, I, I can't even believe he asked this question. He asks of the, he asked this question of crony capitalist, renewable energy, which has made a fortune for rent, rent seekers like Al Gore. And he, his answer is that's why they're billionaires and you are not. Al Gore has put his mouth where his money is. He went out there and he is a snake oil salesman and he just bamboozled most everybody and it made him a bazillionaire. Renewable injury in energy. It's, it is an injury. Dellingpool says renewable energy is and always has been a monstrous, a monstrous, dirty, ugly scam orchestrated by a cynical few at the expense of the many. It's a whore against which we all should unite left and right. Is that unbelievable? Unbelievable. Total, absolute ripoffs. Absolute ripoffs. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I want to, uh, before we go here today, we have, we have about 12 minutes, 11, 12 minutes here, but I wanted to, uh, talk about a guy, uh, one of the people, uh, have died of, of course, thousands have died of this virus, just like thousands have died every year, a bad cold, pneumonia, uh, heart disease, whatever. One guy that died that I want to talk about is a guy named uh, Command, uh, Sergeant Major Benny G. Adkins. And uh, Benny G. Adkins died uh, of this virus. He was a Vietnam vet, Command Sergeant Major Benny G. Adkins, a Medal of Honor recipient. Obama actually gave him the Medal of Honor, died after a week's-long fight to overcome COVID. He was 86 years old. And he's survived by a daughter, two sons, and many grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And uh, I want to tell about his life. Uh, he was drafted into the military 
1956 at the age of 22 from Warica, Oklahoma. Upon completion of initial training at Fort Bliss, Texas, he was assigned as an administrative clerk typist to a garrison unit in Gießen, Germany, with a follow-on assignment to the 2nd Infantry Division at Fort Benning, Georgia. After attending airborne school, he volunteered for special forces. Now, something he didn't like to be behind a desk. So in 1961, he served with special forces for more than 13 years with the 7th, 3rd, 6th, and 5th Special Forces Groups Airborne. He deployed the Republic of Vietnam for three non-consecutive tours. In other words, he was out for a while, then he went back. So it tells during the 63, then 65 to 66, 71, and through 71, okay? I want to read, uh, he, he served in the military after he got out, and... Uh, but in a Medal of Honor situation, they describe the battle. I want to describe what a hero is compared to the sissies that we have for men today. He, um, Command Sergeant Major Benny G. Atkins, distinguished himself during 38 hours of close combat fighting against enemy forces on March 9 through 12 in 1966. At that time, Atkins was serving as an intelligence sergeant with the detachment A-102 5th Special Forces Group, 1st Special Forces at Camp A. Shaw in the Republic of Vietnam. When Camp A. Shaw was attacked by a large North Vietnamese force in the early morning hours of March 9th, Sergeant First Class Atkins rushed, rushed through intense enemy fire and manned a mortar position defending the camp. He continued to mount a defense even while incurring wounds from several direct hits from the enemy mortars. Upon learning that several soldiers were, soldiers were wounded near the center of the camp, he temporarily turned the mortar over to another sol soldier, ran through exploding mortar rounds, and dragged several comrades to safety. As the hostile fire subsided, Adkins exposed himself to sporadic sniper fire and carried his wounded comrades to a more secure position at the camp dispensary. Sergeant First Class Adkins exposed himself to enemy fire, transporting a wounded casualty to an airstrip for evacuation. He and his group then came under heavy small arms fire from members of the civilian irregular defense group that had defected to fight with the North Vietnamese despite this overwhelming force. Adkins maneuvered outside the camp to evacuate a seriously wounded American and draw fire from away from the aircraft as all the while successfully covering the rescue later when a resupply airdrop landed outside the camp per perimeter Adkins again moved outside the camp walls to retrieve much needed supplies during early, early morning hours of March 10th enemy forces launched their main assault within two hours Adkins was the only only defender firing a mortar weapon when all mortar rounds were expended. Adkins began placing effective rifle fire upon enemy as they infiltrated the camp perimeter, assaulted his position. Despite, despite receiving additional rounds from enemy rounds exploding on his position, Adkins fought off relentless waves of attacking Vietnamese soldiers. Adkins then withdrew to regroup smaller smaller element of soldiers at the communications bunker. While there, he single-handedly eliminated numerous insurgents with small arms fire, almost completely exhausting his supply of ammunition. Braving intense enemy fire, he returned to the mortar pit, 
gathered vital ammunition and evaded fire while returning to the bunker. After the order was given to evacuate the camp, Adkins and a small group of soldiers destroyed all signal equipment and classified documents, dug their way out of the rear of the bunker, and fought their way out of the camp. Because of his efforts to carry a wounded soldier to an extraction point and leave no one behind, Adkins and his group were unable to reach the last evacuating helicopter. Atkins then rallied the remaining survivors and led the group into the jungle, evading the enemy for 48 hours until they were finally rescued by helicopter on March 12. During the 38-hour battle, I want you to think about that, a 38-hour battle and a 48 hours of escape and aversion, Atkins fought with mortars, machine guns, recoilless rifles, small arms, hand grenades, killing an estimated 300, excuse me, killing an estimated 135 to 175 of the enemy and sustaining 18 different wounds. Atkins' extraordinary heroism and selflessness above all and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect a great credit upon himself. Detachment A-102, 5th Special Forces Group, 1st Special Forces in the United States Army. Adkins, when he went back home, he was married. He stayed married to the same lady for 59 years. He started, he went to school, got a master's degree opened an accounting firm that I think still exists today and uh, had an amazing life and was a great uh, honor testament to the, uh, you can look him up on the internet. He's a really a handsome, tough, strong guy. And uh, the awards that he's, he's got so many, I didn't read the awards. The list of awards is across an eight and a half, eleven by eleven page, eight and a half inches across, four inches deep. The different awards he got from all his extraordinary service to the United States of America. Uh, those are the kind of people that made this country what it is. And we have people that want to destroy this country. And they're using people like Fauci, Burks, Gates, the media, Hollywood, your schools that you send your kids to. You may love your teacher, but they're not they're not learning anything about the government, about the Constitution and how this country came to be. If you want to read an article about this, how this country started. You can look up the Territorial Dispatch, the April 24th, 4th, April 24th issue. And uh, you can read the article, Set Us Free or Step Aside, on the front page. But on the back page, uh, because it was sort of, it's a weekly paper, so it was close to April 19th, which April 19th is the commemoration or the anniversary of the shot around the world. And so... On the back page, there's an article called Patriots and Preachers, which 
the sad thing is that back in the day, preachers and people that attended church were not everyone, but there were many of them that were brave. They had backbones and they actually were key to starting the American revolution. You can read that article called Patriots and Preachers on page 10, April 24th, 2020, if you're interested in that. And and kind of compare it to how your church is handling uh, a chest cold. I saw an article here today. I, I do work in Vietnam, and Reuters has an article titled Facebook Censors Anti-State Content in Vietnam to Please the Government. Now, I want you to think about when you think when you see that pussy Zuckerberg on television, that sucker, it needs to be taken out back with a black hose and beat to death. These people are are helping the Chinese or the Vietnamese communist government oppress very kind people called Vietnamese. Who are praying for us. It's just the craziest thing. Says Facebook has agreed to censor anti-state posts. That means said, I don't like what you did right there. I don't like that new law. Anti-state posts in Vietnam after its local servers were taken offline earlier this year, slowing traffic in the country to a crawl. Vietnam, by the way, if you look at the percentage of the population that uses Facebook, it out they outdistance the United States. They're really into Facebook. Reuters reports that social media giant Facebook has agreed to censor po- posts critical of the Vietnamese government after servers in the country were taken offline earlier this year. Da, 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 da. Two Facebook sources told Reuters that the servers were taken offline for around seven weeks by state-owned telecommunication companies making Facebook unusable at times in the country. That's what we're doing. These big uh, social media groups, Google, Twitter, they're, they're, all, all, they're all connected to the communists. They want the communists to take over. They like something about it. You know why? Here, here's the deal. The big dogs always live differently than the small dogs in communism and socialism. So the rich people can remain rich, but the rest of them all live poor and have to put up with all the crap and the rules. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back, Lord willing, in another week. And uh, if you run into somebody that is new to you, you might pay attention because they may be an angel and you don't even know it. So we'll catch you later. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter...